Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the breakfast huddle with Elliot Danka and Ryan Huang. It's time now for the bigger picture. Of course, we'll look ahead a little bit later on on the FOMC. But first things first, Ryan, it looks like beer prices could be in danger. <laughs> beer, pasta, anything to do with wheat. So that could be the possibility if things don't get under control. And this is where we are looking at wheat prices going up. And the question is, for how long more and for how much more? And will it add to the inflation picture because Mm. of what's playing out in the Ukraine war where Russia has withdrawn from the Black Sea Grain Initiative, which has guaranteed safe passage of Ukrainian exports. Now it's in limbo. And the picture rather unclear right now. Let's unpack it with Vasu Menon. He is the Executive Director for Investment Strategy for OCBC Bank. Morning, Vasu. Good morning, Ryan. Vasu, I've got to get a take on this. Now, it's quite murky right now how things can play out. So with the Russia issue and the Black Sea Grain Initiative, give us the context here. How important is this in terms of getting resolved? Because I understand it was supposed to have expired anyway in November. That's right. It was supposed to expire anyway in November, on November 19th. It was a five-month deal. And, you know, it's important because Ukraine is uh, actually one of the world's biggest suppliers of wheat corn, vegetable oils, you know, and the world relies on the Black Sea region for almost a quarter of its wheat and barley exports and about, I think, 20% of its uh, corn, you know, and sunflower and so on and so forth. So, you know, I mean, it's a very important region. And what happens in the Black Sea, obviously, will have an impact on food prices. In fact, the agreement signed in July and brokered by the UN and Turkey had helped to bring food prices down, helped to alleviate the, you know, rising cost. Mm. But now that, you know, as you said, the agreement is in limbo after Russia pulled out, the risk is that food prices will go up you know, and complicate the situation, complicate the fight that central banks have against inflation. But let's wait and see. I mean, wheat prices have gone up and this is a risk factor, another risk factor that you know, has not made big headlines yet. But of course, if food prices continue to hit higher, it will be an issue. Not just an issue for inflation, but for an issue for the masses, I mean, for the global population, because we all you know, need wheat, corn, vegetables and farmers need them too as well you know mm. to rear their, their, their livestock so it's, it's a big issue that hasn't really played out uh, maybe markets are hopeful that Russia will come to its senses yeah for now a bit of a knee-jerk reaction with wheat prices up over 6% to a two-week high so this is going to complicate the picture that you pointed out and maybe put more pressure perhaps on central banks like the FOMC which will be making a rate decision on Thursday morning Singapore time but what's your take on this because we also have some disappointing earnings coming through last week from some companies especially in the technology space is there a sign that these policies are already working it's time to dial back well, you know, I mean, uh, yes, you had a few companies uh, in the tech space, you know, disappointing in terms of results. But if you look at the overall earnings picture so far, Ryan, I mean, more than 70% of companies have actually exceeded market expectations in terms of earnings. So, yes, you know, there are, are a few black sheep, but generally the bar has been set lower. Earnings forecast has been set lower and companies that are announcing have exceeded market expectations. So earnings has been relatively resilient. And that's one reason why, you know, I think Wall Street rallied in the month of October. Mm. That was up. 14%. So, you know, I, I feel that the Fed is probably going to hike rate 75 basis points, you know, this week. I think that's largely baked in, uh, maybe another 75 in December. And then it might dial down because it might miscalculate if it continues with this aggressive uh, supersized 75 basis points. But, you know, I don't see a strong reason for the Fed to pivot to, you know, a slow pace of increase just yet when inflation remains a problem. So 75 this week, possibly 75 again in December. Uh, how much would the non-farm payrolls play into this? That will be happening on Friday. 
the non-farm payrolls will clearly play an important part because the Fed has clearly indicated that you know it's keeping a very close eye on non-farm payroll numbers, and the markets are looking at you know the non-farm payroll numbers coming in fairly strong. I mean, almost just below two hundred thousand jobs being created. The unemployment rate is expected to edge up slightly from 3.5% to 3.6%. Wage growth is slightly to expected to moderate slightly, again, from you know 5% to 4.7%. But, you know, the changes are very marginal. The changes are not significant. And it's possible that the numbers may be exceeded. The, 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 you know, they could exceed market expectations. So I think, you know, the, you're the Fed making a decision a few days before the job numbers. You may be a little bit more careful uh, knowing that the job markets could surprise on the mm. upside and you don't want to jump the gun. Yeah, let's talk about China now, Vasu, with the latest data we've been getting. The PMI numbers disappointed. We got a reading of 49.2 when it came to manufacturing. That's down from 50.1 and under 50 means contraction. What's your take on where China is going from here? Well, you know, I, I, I don't see uh, light at the end of the tunnel for the Chinese uh, economy just yet. I mean, the Chinese government was implicitly forecasting 5.5% growth for the economy in 2022. I think the economy is going to come in uh, just above 3% probably for 2022. And 2023, you might see a slight pickup. You might see a slight pickup, but the critical to this whole equation is the zero COVID policy. And there are no signs that they're going to ease it just yet. Perhaps, you know, in the first half of next year, if they develop an mRNA vaccine mm. or if they have enough, senior citizens being vaccinated. I think those are China's considerations and I don't see, you know, quick rollback in the zero COVID policy just yet because that was a key manifesto of Xi Jinping at the party congress. All right, Vasu, let's wrap things up. We're talking about allocation. Like you pointed out, October, a strong month for markets. The Dow was up nearly 14%, its best month since 1976. S&P 500 up 8%. The Nasdaq up 3.9%. On some fronts, it does look like Investors are rotating away from growth names towards the traditional companies like banks to lead the next bull run. What's your take on this? Is this time to rotate away back into banks and the usual companies? Well, you know, I think perhaps to some extent, to some extent, because, you know, I mean, but the fact of the matter is also that bear this in mind. We have not seen the recession. The indicators from the markets, the inversion of the yield curve, you know, and other indicators in the market point to the fact that we could see a recession in 2023. Now, if there's a recession in 2023, it's not going to be the best piece of news for, you know, the financial sector, for example, and some of the growth sectors that are leveraged on the economy. So for now, they may be running up because, you know, you're not seeing any signs of recession. Corporate earnings are strong. But come 2023, if there's a recession, you know, some of these uh, sectors could take a breather. But having said that, if there's a recession and the Fed reverses course, then this companies could come back into play again. So it's your view on the market, whether it's short term or medium term. I think medium term, you know, some of these names that you talked about, you know, that are leveraged under the economic recovery are still going to be in play because, you know, we know that the Fed will cut rates if the economy slips into the recession and that will be good for some of the growth stocks. And we'll get more clarity around that view come Thursday morning when the FOMC makes its rate decision. Vincenzo Vasu Menon, he is the Executive Director for Investment Strategy at OCBC Bank. Vasu, thanks as always and have a great day ahead. Thank you, Ryan, and you too. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.